Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, So today's episode is kind of going to be like a follow up to the last episode I did on being trophies of Christ's victory and really what it means that because of what Christ has done, we can live in total triumph. And so, you know, obviously that can kind of sound overwhelming. If it's if it's up to us, if it's up to what we can do in the flesh, that sounds overwhelming. But but thankfully, there God has set up a way that we can actually have Christ fully formed in us. And the Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. And so I think, you know, obviously you can know that in your head. Okay, well, it's by the Spirit, but it's so easy as believers. I think many times we fall into trying to make ourselves more Christ-like or trying to change our performance based on head knowledge. And, you know, really like, and I've been there, I've been there and I, it's, it can be so frustrating and because really it doesn't last. Whatever transformation that you try to do yourself and make happen for yourself, it may work for a little while, but ultimately it always leaves us frustrated because it's not, it's not a permanent change done by the work of the Holy Spirit. And so that's why I kind of want to talk about that today. Practically, how do we get to the point where we are literally displaying Christ in every aspect of our lives? Because, you know, that is, that's the will of God for us. You know, in Ephesians chapter four, Paul talks about, you know, in verse one, he starts the chapter and he says, I beg of you to live a life worthy of the calling with which you've been called. So Paul is saying, the fact that we've been called of God, that we've been called out of darkness, that we've been separated out, we've been set apart to the family of God. Paul is begging us. He's literally pleading with them, live a life that's worthy and reflective of the fact that you've been called of God, that you've been, you're a called out one, that you've been set apart for the kingdom of God. Now let your life let your life be worthy of that calling. Don't just keep living a, a, a defeated, uh, struggling life. But basically, he's trying to tell them, you need to get to a point where you come up to the full stature of Christ. So, so if you read that whole chapter, Ephesians chapter 4, that's exactly what he goes on to say. He says, you know, live a life worthy of your calling. And then he goes on to talk about how the purpose of Christ's victory, that Christ actually led captivity captive. And the Bible says that his purpose and his intention was so that you could come into the full stature of Christ so that you can do the work of the ministry every single believer. So God gave the fivefold ministry, but ultimately God's purpose is that every believer that you would come to such a knowledge of the victory that Christ has won for us, that you yourself would become um, powerful enough, that you would become strong enough that you can now do the work of the ministry. So what does that mean? That means that I'm no longer the one having to call call my pastor every two days because I need prayer. I need a breakthrough. But now as I've grown in the Lord and we've become, as we become mature believers, we get to a point where I'm, I'm not needing to call someone every day for prayer. I'm calling up other people and praying for them, giving them a word, encouraging them, you know, going, going to, you know, there's new people in church going up to them, um, you know, praying with them, ministering to them. So it's really like in our Christian life, you know, there has to come a point point of maturity that we reach and where we come into that full stature of Christ. That's when, that's when Christ is being fully formed in us and understand that we're not waiting until we get to heaven. 
We're not waiting till we get to heaven to be free or to be whatever. Paul's talking about something here on this earth. He's talking about our Christian life on this earth that you reach that level of maturity where you're leading a life that's worthy of the call, that's worthy of the calling that we have through Christ. And so I want to talk about, you know, practically how how do we like do that? How, how do we start displaying Christ in our life? So like I said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of God. And so this is the scripture that the Lord gave me. It's in Galatians chapter four, verse 19. Um, Paul says, my children for whom I am again suffering birth pangs until Christ is completely and permanently formed within you. So Paul is saying that he is suffering as the pains of childbirth almost, it, it, it deep groanings, that he, he, he feels these, these, um, these birth pains until Christ is fully formed in God's people. And so, you know, so what does that mean? What is, what is birth pangs? What is Paul talking about? And so obviously we have to interpret scripture with scripture. So if you go to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8 verse 22 he says we know that the whole of creation is moaning together in the pains of labor until now so these same things these these pains of childbirth he's talking about in the next verse he says not only creation but we too who have the first fruits of the holy spirit we groan inwardly as we wait for the redemption of our bodies. And so then he, so he's talking about a groaning, the pains of childbirth or a groaning until Christ be fully formed in us, right? So what, what is this groaning? So if you go down in Romans eight, he tells us what are the groanings? He says, for, for we do not know what to pray, how to pray as we ought, but the spirit himself the spirit himself meets our supplication with unspeakable yearnings and groanings that are too deep for words. So he's talking about praying in the spirit or praying in other tongues is like the groanings of birth pains until Christ be fully formed in us. And so that's exactly what it means, not by our own might, not by our own power, but by the spirit of God. So, so listen to what I'm saying. So real true transformation. If you want Christ to be formed within you, if you want to be Christ-like, how? It comes by you in the prayer closet, allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you in groanings too deep for words. It's like the pains of childbirth. It's like literally Christ is being birthed or formed on the inside of you. So it comes in the prayer closet. It's not necessarily like a mind game where I'm just trying to be this way. And I'm not saying you don't have to renew your mind. You, you do have to renew your mind, but it starts in the spirit. It has to be a spiritual transformation. But I don't know about you. The thing about this is like you can read this and then you think, okay, so, you know, you may know people who pray in tongues all the time, but they're still very carnal. They're still very prideful. They're still very offended. They're still very bitter. They're still bound up with fear. They're still bound up with anxiety. Shoot, they may even still be depressed and yet they pray in tongues. So what, what is that? What is the disconnect there? If Paul is saying that these groanings are so that Christ is being formed in you, why for some people is, is they're praying in tongues and there's not much of anything being formed? So why is that? So this scripture in Isaiah 26, 
17 and 18 answers that. So it says, as a woman with child is in pain and cries out in her pangs, when she draws near to the time of delivery, so we have been in your sight, O Lord. We have been with child. We've been in pain. We have, as it were, brought forth wind. We have not accomplished any deliverance. So what this is talking about is a people who were groaning with the pain, the pains of childbirth, yet they brought forth the wind. So that is like somebody that prays in tongues. There's a groaning in other tongues, yet there's no substance being formed on the inside of them. They're, as it were, bringing forth the wind. They're giving birth to the wind. So why? Well, how does that, what's the disconnect there? Well, if you, re- if you listen to my podcast on bearing fruit, I talked about how the word of God is seed that comes on the inside of us. And so seed, you may have this, if you don't have any seed in you, then you can have contractions all you want, but you're not going to be given birth to anything if there's no seed that's been growing on the inside of you. So understand that without a deposit coming into you consistently of the word of God, you can pray in tongues all you want, but ultimately you're just going to be giving birth to the wind because without the substance of God's word, there's no seed, there's no substance that you're going to be giving birth to in your life. So if you want to be giving birth to those Christ-like qualities, there has to be the seed of the word, which is Christ himself on the inside of you. But on the other hand, it has to be more than just the word. You may have a bunch of head knowledge. You may be receiving the word and the seed is there, but without the groanings in the prayer closet, without you pressing in for that word to be brought forth, to be delivered into your life, then all you have is the word sitting on the inside of you, but it's never being delivered. It's never being brought forth. It's never being, you're never giving birth to the word of God in your life because there's no because there's no groaning there is no um there's no prayer allowing the holy spirit to take the seed of that word and and it grows and he actually forms christ on the inside of you there's a supernatural process that takes place when you get full of the word of god and then you spend time in prayer praying in english praying in other tongues and you allow the spirit of god to take that word and literally form Christ on the inside of you. And then you begin to give birth to to the word. You begin to give birth to to the the qualities of Christ. You become more and more Christ-like. And so, you know, this is like just a personal example to kind of like illustrate this. So like for me, I had like before I was very spiritual, I uh, had a few years where I like literally like had no emotions. Like I was like, I was like stone cold. Like you couldn't get me to cry for like nothing. Like I was like pretty, you know, I was, I was, my, my mom would say like, yeah, I'm concerned that you don't have any compassion just because like literally I would never cry about anything. So, so really I, you know, obviously in the past few years, I have found myself 
Like I am so different now just by like growing in Christ, growing in the word, spending time in prayer. Like I find myself being so moved with compassion for the sick, for the lost, for people who are hurting to the point where I'm like, my spirit will all of a sudden start crying. And it's not even an emotional thing of the flesh. And so, but what I'm trying to say is I didn't necessarily do a four week series on how to be more compassionate. I didn't necessarily find every scripture on compassion and then sit myself down and say, you know what, Victoria, you really just need to, you really just need to apply these principles in each area of your life. And like, next time you hear about someone that's going through something, you just really need to try and feel what they're feeling. You know, I never, never, never crossed my mind, never thought really, honestly, never thought about the fact that, oh, I need to be more compassionate. Never really crossed my mind that I need to try and, and walk in compassion for the lost. So how did I get to this point where I am now, I'm, I'm so different now. I'm now so deeply moved with compassion for people. How? How did that happen? Consistently in taking the word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit in the prayer closet to literally mold Christ on the inside of me. So it wasn't necessarily that I had to do a four week series on how to be compassionate, but as Christ is being formed in me, now all of a sudden I realize and I see in myself all these different aspects of Christ starting to come out in me and through me, not because I necessarily tried super hard, but because really you just need to get out the way and allow the Holy Spirit to do it. A lot of people... Without a prayer life, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. It, it, it really, it's, it's your prayer life in conjunction with the word of God that's going to that's gonna change you in a permanent way. And it's not a, a thing of like, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to be this, this, that, and the other. Because the thing about it, you know, even in the last podcast I did, that puts a lot of pressure on people. If it's all up to you trying to be perfect, trying to, trying to, you know, be a trophy of Christ's victory. If it's all up to us in the flesh, it's absolutely hopeless. We really, our job is that we have to get out the way and allow the Holy Spirit to come and to do what he does, which is for literally form Christ on the inside of us. And so, you know, it was the same for me with getting free from fear and anxiety. I never did a study on how to be free from fear. I never, it just, I never, it didn't even really cross my mind. To be honest, I didn't even realize how bound up with fear I was until I began to just put my focus on Christ, to put my focus on the word of God, begin praying, begin crying out to the Lord for him to, to do a work in me that all of a sudden I found myself so free from every insecurity, every fear, every form of anxiety. And it wasn't, it wasn't a work of me trying to get free. It was literally the Holy Spirit doing it on the inside of me. And so, you know, he's the one that comes and burns out those things that don't need to be there. And, you know, like even praying, the Bible says, uh, Romans chapter eight talks about how that we were foreordained to be molded into the image of Christ. So that's the will of God. 
is that you would be molded into the image of Christ. And the Bible says, when you pray anything according to his will, he hears you. And if he, if you know that God hears you, then you know that you have whatsoever you've asked for. So when you begin to pray and ask God to mold you into the image of Christ, you better believe that all of a sudden, something's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to get involved and you're going to start looking more and more like Christ. But the Bible says that you have not because you ask not. So a lot of times there's, there's, and you know, I used to be like this. There's a lot of Christians. They're so self-focused and, and self-examination minded that they're like examining their own heart. Like, man, I just like, I have so much pride and I just know the Lord. Like I really need to like get free from that. And, and you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't there's not a place for that, like examining your own life and examining your heart. But if you would just get your eyes off of yourself and your, your weaknesses and like what's wrong with you. And if you would just get your eyes on Christ and begin to cry out to the Lord, you know, something I pray all the time, Lord, if there's anything in me that doesn't please you, if there's any root of pride, any root of bitterness, any root of fear, anxiety, if there's any even inkling of anything in me that doesn't please you rip it out of me now by the spirit of God so so when you pray like that understand that you're not going to have to learn the hard way you're not going to have to God's not going to have to teach you a lesson by you going through some big old ordeal where you had to find out the hard way that you've got some kind of issues going on deep down and so a lot of people wait for these negative situations to reveal that they have heart issues and and sometimes that does and that happens you know but ultimately, if you if you really spend time in the prayer closet and allow the Holy Spirit to form Christ in you, you can actually, without learning the hard way, without having to learn the hard way, you can literally allow the Holy Spirit to rip that stuff out of you. The Bible, again, I'm going to quote that scripture again. You have not because you ask not. That revelation really changed my life. If you want to walk in love, if you want to walk in compassion, if you want to be free, you know, when is the last time? If I'm telling you right now, if you cry out to the Lord every single day and you say, Lord, if there's anything in me that doesn't please you right now, burn it out of me by the spirit of God and mold me. You said, Lord, that I was foreordained to be molded into the image of Christ. Now, Lord, come and confirm your word in my life. You said, you said, Lord, that it's your will that I would, that Christ would be fully formed in me, that I would come up into the full stature of Christ. God, you said that's your will. Now, God, come and confirm your word in me. Come and create, come and mold Christ on the inside of me. And, and when you pray in tongues like that, after that, you say that and you begin and praying in tongues, there's a substance of faith attached to your praying in tongues. You're not just praying in tongues as, as a religious action, because understand anything that you do without understanding behind it becomes dead works. It becomes religious works. So if there's no understanding behind what you're doing, then, then it can literally just become religious actions and there's no power. It robs the power out of it. So your understanding of what's taking place and what is happening when you're praying in tongues, that understanding gives substance to your prayer. It gives faith to your prayer, which comes from the word, the word. So it really, it's the two coming together because without the word, listen to what I'm saying. 
This is so important. Without the word, you can become you become one of the, a religious person that you can say all you want. Oh, I'm just believing God. I'm just trusting God with this situation. I'm just believing that God's doing a work in my heart. And that's awesome. You should say that. But ultimately, my question to you would be, okay, but what are the three scriptures that you're standing on? Because if you just are believing God, there's no precision. There's no substance of faith. Faith is a substance that's drawn from the word of God. So it's not possible that you're just believing and trusting, yet you've got no word. You've got no scripture. You've got no substance to what you say that you're believing God to do in your life. So really, it's when the word of God and the substance of faith is coupled together with the the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, that he's able to actually give birth to that word in your life. Because there's many people, they will say, I'm trusting the Lord with my future. I'm just believing that God's going to work it out. But again, when there's no precision to your faith, when there's no precision to your prayer, even when you're praying in other tongues, the Holy Spirit knows how to target things. But if you, but you have to have the word in you for it to work. And you have to know and have faith that, hey, when I pray in tongues, I'm not just doing lip service. Something is happening. Christ is being formed on the inside of me. I'm never going to be the same. Something is taking place in the spiritual realm. And so when you have faith mixed with your, your prayers and that groaning in the spirit, that's when you know, man, Christ is being formed in me. And when Christ is being formed in you, that's when you become a trophy of Christ's victory. That when people look at you, it's not like you're just some person that goes to church and you're defeated on the outside, but you begin to actually display all that Christ is, his goodness, his mercy, his grace. And that is what will draw people to repentance around you and show that you serve God Almighty. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.